All right. Good evening, everyone. Happy Wednesday night. It is Wednesday and time for our ER Shred Come Alive call, my favorite night of the week. My name is Heather Sika Leonard calling in from Connecticut. I am the head of the ER Shred board. Happy to be filling in Happy for our Wednesday I night. forgot it about that. Wednesday and time for our so that is corrected. Um, I am filling in tonight for our co-founders, Sean and Crystal Escobar, while they're taking a much needed and well-deserved vacation. But that's okay because I love to be in this seat because I love to ask these questions and see how many lives the ER shred is impacting. A couple of announcements. I want to go back to last Thursday and thank Lenny Evans and Crystal Escobar for an amazing call on the Shredder's Way. Lenny, I do see you here. Um, it was an amazing training call. I know that we have our last call of that program scheduled for tomorrow night. Lenny, let me throw it real quick to you if there's anything you want to say about the call. No, just if you're part of the Shredder's Way course, number one, then please join us tomorrow at the right time, at the right place. And you guys know where that's at. And uh, just thank you, Heather, for all of it and stepping in and helping with it. And I'm so excited to be part of it. So I'm just, I can only be here till 5.30 tonight. I have another okay. Zoom, but I'm, I'm here because I love hearing these stories. It, it so, feeds me. So do I, and thank you for that. And if those of you are missing that Zoom link, I will be sending that email reminder to connect to that tomorrow morning as well, like I always do. Um, if you are interested in that training and you want to catch up on what has happened, go to shreddersunite.com, join our business community, and the Google form is there. I want to say another thank you to Carolyn Ward-Davis, who joined me last night on the Shred Your Body call such amazing resources. I know we had some Wi-Fi issues and some connection issues, but it is worth going back to listen to that call because she gave us some amazing tools and tips to use that align really well with our shred protocol. So I encourage that and I'm excited to see what she is going to continue to bring to our community. Um, so what an amazing experience. Another update, the shred gear. We have new Shred Gear coming. It is in Utah, it has landed, so that shop will be coming shortly. So watch the ER Shred community if you are looking to get in on rocking your Shred Gear. I'm really excited to see, I got a sneak peek of what's coming. It looks awesome. So I can't wait for you all to show up on these calls, rocking some new Shred Gear with the red and black logo, looks sharp looks fantastic, and that will be coming your way. Before we begin with our testimonials, a reminder, we have disclaimers that are posted in the Facebook group with this call that we do not treat, cure, prevent any diseases. These stories are their stories, and I am excited to kick it off and get going with them. So without further ado, I would like to call on my first shredder, Cindy Clark. Cindy Clark, are you out there? I'm here. You are here. Hello, my friends. Hello. And Cindy, for those of you who don't know you, where are you calling in from? Connecticut. Connecticut. Hmm, <laughs> so close. And who introduced you to ER Shred? My good friend, Heather Sika Leonard. Somebody I might know. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe a little bit. And before we get into your shred story, what are you passionate about? I am passionate, like a lot of people in our in our shredders group, I am passionate about helping people. I've been on a path of helping people for 22 years now. Very in well. some way, shape, or form. I love that. And so... We haven't been around for 22 years. So what are some of those other ways that you've been helping? Um, a business coach, a life coach, um, a virtual assistant, a business manager. <laughs> you, you got your little Heinz 57 and a variety of things that you I, I do. I do. Anything that you can do to help lives. And I can completely agree with that. Mm -hmm. And I would say there might be somebody else you're passionate about. 
Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody. Who? DJ. No, your your end of things. Oh, Lily, my granddaughter, yeah. my granddaughter. Yes, I'm very passionate about my granddaughter. Yeah, I yeah. I see her a lot. Yes. So, tell us about your journey. When did you do your first ER shred? March 2021. March 2021, but we started in October. So what happens? You did. And I watched you and many other people. And I was, <clears throat> excuse me, going through some things and I knew I needed a change and it sounded perfect. So I jumped in in March. It sounded perfect, but you watched for a while. Were you questioning us a little bit that we went a little crazy? Well, I always think you go crazy, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I just wasn't, I wasn't ready, but I wanted to watch. And I was, I was actually mentally preparing myself for many things. I had something that was going to be a big thing in my life happening in April. And I needed to be mentally prepared for that. So, and I knew the ER shred could do that for me. Wow. So there was the whole mental component of it. So what was your experience on your first 11 days? Uh, well, I lost about 10 pounds and multiple inches. I don't really remember, but it was many inches. And um, more for me was the emotional part of it. Um, it really helped me to define my emotional triggers quicker and handle them better than I had been. <laughs> and that for me, that was huge. That was a huge cha change for me. So the 10 pounds was your side effect? Yes, definitely. So, and I, and I know that there was a lot of big shifts going on mm -hmm. that required the mental capacity to do so. Mm -hmm. And what was it like prior to ER Shred when how you were handling things? Because you've been using our isogenic shakes now for how long? May 1st, it's going to be eight years. So you've been on the nutrition, mm -hmm. the, the shake side of it for eight years. Mm -hmm. What was, what shifted? In well, I think the, the incubating the shakes made a big difference for me as far as um, digestive issues were happening. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, the butter coffee. Oh my God. It was just like, at first I was like, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to do it. I'm doing, I'm in it. I'm going in all the way. So I did the butter coffee. Now I can't live without it. Um, <laughs> and I hadn't, when I cleansed in March, I had not cleansed for a while. And when I cleansed in March, that shred that I did in March was the easiest uh, cleanse that I had, I think, ever done. So that, that was huge, too. What do you think was different? Um, the protocol. The doing the five days before the shake and, and meat. And I was like, and at first I was like, I don't know if I can eat all that meat. <laughs> but then I was like, I love bacon. So um <laughs> who doesn't? Right. So um, so I think doing doing the protocol ahead of time, the way that because I when I did it, I did it strict, right? To the protocol. And I think that made a huge difference too. So where did you learn the protocol? Because this is not the norm that's, that's taught. How, how were you able to find it and follow the directions? Was it challenging for you? No, because I paid attention to you. <laughs> and when you pointed out the guides, I went through all the guides and I made my grocery list. And I, I just, I, I did what I was supposed to do, I thought. <laughs> so you did your homework. I you did. accepted an invitation for an education, mm -hmm. right? I you did. educated yourself around the protocol mm -hmm. and you have been living this lifestyle for a year? I, ha I have. And how has that year been going? Because I know Lily is 
how old is she now? 12? She's going to, no, she'll be 11 in July. She'll be 11 in July. Mm -hmm. So how, how does that work when Lily's with you? Are you able to keep up with her? Are you able, does it affect how you are cooking and preparing food when she's with you? Oh, yes. Yes. Lily um, had, had expressed interest in being a vegetarian. And then she got frustrated because she said when she came here, we were only eating meat. So I said, well, maybe you might want to try it <laughs> and see. <laughs> and she eats steak and bacon now and um, a little bit of chicken and, um, and eggs. And she loves her eggs. She makes her own eggs. And she loves the butter. Oh, Grammy, this butter is so good. And, and I was a, really interested to see how her taste buds would change mm -hmm. and how she would react to it. And she just loves it. And do you see that, that shift in her? I do. I do. Her energy level, um, her, she tells everybody. Oh, I eat steak and, and bacon and, and eggs all the time with Grammy. <laughs> and people are like, she's nuts. Right. Well, no. And I'm like, well, if you want to have a conversation, <laughs> I'll certainly share with you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Always good to have that conversation. And I am, I am excited to see, because I know she and she and DJ have experienced a lot of this close together because May will be seven years for me and you and I have been together on this journey for the for those seven years and just right. what we see these kids able to learn and observe because we do it for first we right. go first and actions speak louder than words right right, right. And, and I'm sure like Jesse sitting over there like biting into this seeing how we are leading that the kids are following yes and they're following our example. And we see the shift in their behavior. We see the shift in their energy. We see the shift in their focus. Right. And that just drives, for me anyways, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but for me, that drives me to keep going. Right. Absolutely. Leading that example. Yeah. Right. Right. Because Found we know it. they're watching. And yeah. how is your energy? Since, since you started shredding in the last year. I know it's hard to think back a year ago, so maybe next time share a little sooner, but. <laughs> it, at, at the beginning, um, I think because of my um, emotions and what I was going through, uh, my energy wasn't quite there and it took a little while to get there. And I expected that, honestly, because of everything that I had read and learned about the shred and, and, and the food. Um, so I kind of expected that. And, and so that was okay. But I have days where I'm running around in the backyard with Lily, you know, we're kicking the ball. I, you know, take her bike riding, you know, we just, it amazes me. I'm going to be 61 in June and to be able to have this energy, and that was my goal too, was to be able to keep up with my granddaughter and be able to, um, you know, have the patience with her and um, be able to guide her. That was, that was a lot of my motivation. Yeah. Talk, can you talk more on how, the, what you're noticing about having patience? with them and you're responding to them because I, 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 I know, <laughs> you know, yeah, I know. I'm sure people many people know. know, you know, but I have my granddaughter a lot, a lot. It's, it's, um, my son is a single dad and has sole custody of my granddaughter and I help him out every day. I pick Lily up off the bus, um, from school and she comes back to my house until my son gets out of work. Some nights she has to sleep here. If he works till 10, 11 o'clock at night, then she sleeps here. Um, so I spend a great deal amount of time with her. And I always have since she was two years old. Um, and she's always watched me. Even when I started doing the isogenic shakes, she was doing the pink shakes too. You know, So she was familiar with the shakes to begin with. And, and I had asked me why, you know, like on cleanse days, cause I'll do a cleanse day when she's here and explain it to her and she understands, but then she wanted to know why she couldn't cleanse. <laughs> well, why can't I do that, Grammy? 
um, because you have to wait eight years, Lily. Sorry, but. <laughs> but when she's testing you, because you guys spend so much time together and there are those moments where she is trying to find her boundaries, mm-hmm. what are you observing about yourself and how you've been able to respond when she's challenging you to find out where her boundary is because she knows her boundaries with Grammy? How is your response to when she's pushing you like that? Have you noticed a shift since you started the shred protocol? Definitely, definitely. I'm much calmer and I do respond rather than react. And I can, I can catch myself quicker and pull myself back and think about, you know, okay, I need to explain this calmly and she'll get it, she'll understand, you know. So, I mean, it's not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. We have our moments, um, but Lily will, you know, she'll, she'll come right back at me, you know, and she'll say, wait, Grammy, (laughs) which I love, you know, so she's also learning how to respond also to certain situations, you know, and we talk about that. We talk about how you can, um, again, respond to something that's happening to your circumstances in a positive, healthy way. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love how you said you're learning to respond instead of react. Right. You've been able to create that space and clear the stuff out. So you hear the messages to know, wait a minute, I need to pause. I'm reacting and I need to be responding. So let me stop. Yep, exactly. Have you noticed an impact in your relationship when you're able to do it that way? Yes, definitely. So the 10 pounds, I, I love you for that. And I'm proud of you for that. And, and I, I've maintained it. I've maintained it a Why, year and a month. I'm sorry. Couldn't maintain it before? Up and down. But I was making bad choices back then too. So now I make better choices. What do you think is it that's keeping you on making the right choices? because I love this protocol. I love the food and I want to stay in the game. I want to stay, you know, I stay, I I don't, I'm not real active in the group, but I watch the group. I I read every day and I I get the pop-ups on my phone. I get the notifications and I go in and I look and see what's happening and, you know, what people are saying. And I try to um, encourage and support um, people when I see their posts. I don't post personally myself a lot, but I like to um, support other people. And I thank you for that. And I do watch because I know because we chat a lot (laughs) and I fully believe there are more shred warriors like yourself that are in the community watching and learning from us and taking from us. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank you for taking that extra little nudge from me to come here with me tonight and, and share your story. And is there any, you. is there anything else on your heart you want to share? No, I think, I think that was good. <laughs> I tagged you into enough. Well, thank you so much, Cindy. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We love having you here, my friend, and I will chat with you soon. Okay. Thank you. All right, I think it is time for a Shredder update. Brent, are you ready? Let me find you, where'd you go? Yeah, I'm ready, I'm right here. Fantastic, I found you, so I'm gonna pin you to my screen as well. All right, Brent Brent Hoover, welcome back to the Come Alive call. I know you've got an update for us, but before we go there, um, for those of you who don't know you, tell us where you're calling in from. I'm calling in from Arcadia, California. California, West Coast. And who shared the ER Shred with you? I was introduced to ER Shred by a couple, uh, Michael and Michelle Burial. Ah, yes, I remember them. And what are you passionate about? I am passionate about uh, my hobbies at home, my family my work, uh, helping people, cooking. (laughs) And I think Susan calls you, she call you our shred alchemist because you always give us the science behind some of the cooking techniques. I believe that's the name she coined for you. (laughs) 
Yes, she did. So when was your first shred? My first shred was 2020. Um, I don't recall the exact date. It was a Monday right after Mother's Day. That's how I always remember it. Awesome. Awesome. So give us some updates. How's your, how's the shredder life working for you? Uh, it's been incredible. Let me tell you, uh, I've been using Isogenics products for, I'd say, close to six years now. And uh, this protocol has really changed for me. It's changed so many things. I, I just feel like this is an easier protocol. That's why I keep, I keep running with it. Why um, do you think that is? Um, I don't feel restricted and I, I think the guides in our, in our menu, what we can eat, um, has a lot to do with it. Um, I don't feel restricted eating what we eat and I feel satiated. Uh, I feel full and I can pretty much eat as much as I want, um, and I'm, you know, and everything's okay the next day. Is the chef side of you satisfied with this protocol, with how simple the menu is? I would say yes, totally. I don't have to slave over a stove for, you know, four hours every day. <laughs> so simplifying the ingredients, has that did that shift? Was that a lot for you to process in the beginning or did you enjoy that? Are you trying to take what's here on our approved list and get creative with it? Um, simplifying everything has been great. Uh, I don't have to buy so much anymore at the stores. Um, and in doing so, I mean, I can digest everything a lot better. Uh, where before I had issues and I didn't know where they were coming from. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with that when you can simplify it. And so you're, you were finding your issues. So have you been playing with food and finding your food blueprint? What are some of the biggest takeaways you've had from getting that kind of empowerment? Um, yeah, I have. I've just been basically trying to introduce things back into my diet one at a time to figure out what works for me and what doesn't make me you know, bloated uh, or tired, you know, sick to my stomach or, you know, feel exhausted after I've eaten it. Um, those are the biggest like empowering things I can take from this whole protocol. Uh, and it's simplified my life, I think. Uh, not everybody around me loves it uh, because I, I don't know. I'm different <laughs> than everyone else. Uh, we all know. Know. I feel like our community is home of the difference. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it feels good. I no. feel good. Let me tell you on this last Easter Sunday, you know, I was the only one playing with the kids. I was the only one with energy after the meal. Cause I cooked my own meal mm. while everybody else ate what they were eating. And I brought a shake. <laughs> hey you know it's I saw the menu and I brought a shake <clears throat> yeah yeah and that's okay and so, I wasn't embarrassed to cook my own food I just jumped right in and made myself at home I wasn't at, at my home mm -hmm. so they said you know go for it and I jumped right in and started doing my thing right and I think that's something that people need to worry about and and are not even should not worry about I mean to say is let people know what you need it's okay yeah. to say listen this is what I need or this is you know I looked at the menu uh -huh. and you know I saw that everything had stuff in it that didn't agree with me so I'm like you know what I'm gonna opt out instead give me the baby and I'll hold the baby and drink my shake because I only need one hand for my dinner. Sure. <laughs> and it, it worked for me. Uh -huh. So, but I think that's 
there is empowerment to say, I'm going to cook my own food because what's on this menu is not agreeing with my eating lifestyle. And I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to be physically uncomfortable, right? The bloating, the gas, the discomfort from the foods that don't agree with you. Yes. And it's a conversation starter. And if people don't like it, then you bring a shake with you and cook a meal later, right? Right, right. There's, there's ways to be successful if that's what you choose to do. All right, chef question for you. What is the biggest surprise of the culprit for you? Um, onion. Really? Yeah. I used to eat it like every day, nonstop with everything, raw, cooked, um, like an apple sometimes just to show off a little bit. <laughs> Not I, anymore. Just replace the onion with an apple butter now <laughs> yeah so uh just you know things i had all the time and it's i can't have it anymore it's not that i can't it's it hurts to eat it literally physically of words yeah right yet uh, it's that i don't want to because i don't want to feel that way yeah exactly and it's you wonder, or at least I know I sit back and I wonder as I'm starting to identify foods that are culprits for me, uh -huh. is how awful did I really feel? Or was everything else so, so far out of whack that I didn't realize it was making it that much worse? Yeah. Or were you even feeling it? Could you recognize it before? Right. Or can you pin it to your food, what you just had, you know? Isn't Even something it? the day before. Yeah. Ooh, which brings up a good point. Were you noticing? I, I see your awareness and in, in the way you respond to people. So my question for you, were you journaling? What's your advice to people on identifying that? Because maybe that food was two days ago. Yeah, so I was keeping track um you know i was starting to grow my own food um and some of that food i can't eat anymore <laughs> so yeah i was really writing things down and as i introduced them i was asking myself a few questions like every night like did i feel this way was i sluggish you know midday did i feel like i needed a nap uh you know, how did I feel driving home on the freeway? Was I tired? Was I yawning too much? Um, things like that. I would ask myself throughout the day and kind of highlight those things if I had an issue. And that's kind of the, the route I took. Um, and I, I like what you just highlighted about it was energy and sluggish, because I think a lot of times when people are looking and identifying culprits, right? We, we say it's a culprit. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people think to the gas, the bloat, the digestive discomfort, and they forget that it could be impacting sleep. It could be impacting, you know, energy levels. It could be impacting mood. It could be impacting so many different things. Yeah. So being mindful of the times of the day and how those felt for your energy levels, I think mm -hmm. is a great tip to shredders to be mindful and aware that it's not just tummy issues. Right. It could be a, you know, a, a pain, an old, an old injury that pops up again, or, you know, that sagging bed that you have and where before you, you had this, you know, flip all, you know, day and night to, uh, I mean, all night, you know, you're trying to find a couple, comfortable position and now you can just sleep through the night it doesn't matter where you are on the floor or on the bed I, I think I sleep almost the same way I um, love it I think I, I have more restful sleep now where before I didn't I had like severe hip pains that would appear you know as soon as I got out of bed and they you know they've improved 
and sometimes when I eat that a specific food or several of them at the same time, uh, you know, it'll come back. Mm-hmm. And maybe not that day. Maybe it's the next day after I've slept. Yeah. Yes. I love that. It's and it's it's a lifestyle, right? Yes. Do yeah. you see yourself going back to any I other? Don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. I I feel empowered and I feel really good about what I'm doing. And you know, some people can't see that, but that's okay. Their their vision hasn't cleared cleared up yet. They haven't had that clarity of the aha moment, right? Exactly. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah. I, I wish, I very much wish they would just give it a shot. And that's all we can do is we can wish for them and we can share and that's all we can do. We can't do it for them. And that's, that's one of the bigger struggles I think some of us have because we know the gift that we have here. We really do. We've had once, once you've hit that moment and there was a post in the community today, I don't know if you saw it, where somebody just finally had their aha moment because they were struggling with some GI issues and things that they shared that needed to heal and they hadn't quite gotten there yet. And it finally sparked for them and they've been with us for a while and they finally had that aha come alive moment. And it it was like, just stay the path because once you get to that moment, then you, it all clicks, right? Yes. So some just require a little bit more healing than others to, to get to that moment. But is there anything else on your heart that you want to share with our community? Uh, that I'm grateful to have all of you, you know, uh, all the people I've met virtually. Um, you know, I can find them and they feel very much like family. Absolutely. And it's, it's crazy. Like I'm looking at this call and I feel like I know everybody here and I've only seen two of them in person. Yes. It's crazy. Uh, So powerful. I'm I'm grateful for their voices every morning or once a week just to connect with them and learn about what they're doing in their lives. You know, you don't feel alone here. Nope. Nobody's on this journey alone. And when you're struggling on, on those days and they're hard, what I love is our community is there to pick you back up and keep you on the tracks and help you get back to the tracks on your journey. I think, I think it's the most powerful part of the protocol. Yes. One of my happiest places to be for sure. I agree. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. righty. Somebody we haven't seen in a while because he's been busy and getting some more education around us, my brother from another mother, Mr. Jesse James Jamnick. Hi, friend. What's happening? How are you? Tired. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) How are you feeling tonight? Aren't these stories School, baby, work, you know. Uh, Crystal? All that good stuff. Yeah. Don't forget about her and your list of things. What's up? You said school, baby, work. What about Crystal? Crystal, Kaylee, you know, all the good stuff. All the good stuff. I know. And I'm excited. I get to see Kaylee in a week and a half. And you too, but. (laughs) Yeah. My friend, what are you thinking about our shares so far tonight? I love it. I love, I love it. Um, thank you, Cindy. You know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of courage to come out and share. Um, and although, you know, I just want to commend you, even though you don't necessarily post in the group, um, you know, for anybody that may listen to this, you don't necessarily have to post in the group. Um, you know, part of, you know, studying national board level health and wellness coaching and understanding science behind that, you know, the power of a team and the power of community literally, literally is proven to increase people's chances of success on their own personal goals. 80%, 80%, like I'm learning this stuff and I'm like, 
shit, we do all of this. That's a pretty cool feeling, right? Because, you know, you kind of have the intuition, right? And we, we've learned this over time, but that's awesome. So, you know, you, you stepping up and helping other people and posting with other people, you know, that's something to be really proud about, you know, and I, and I don't want you to take away from that. So I just wanted to kind of acknowledge you for that. Um, and when you're ready and you want to post, you post. Uh, and if it's never, it's never. And if it's sometime, it's sometime. And you know what? It's, it's your life. Like, that's the beautiful thing about it. So you show up how you show up. And I think that's the most beautiful thing, right, Heather, is that we always hear with these calls is that people show up how they get to show up. Um, you know, you don't even have to like everybody for crying out loud. Like, that's not even what this is about. Um, obviously, a lot of people start to get along and, and build relationships and such. But um, it's just that sense of connectivity, that sense of belonging, that sense of team. Um, it's one of the most powerful things. And anybody who's ever played sports in their lifetime, um, think back to those days. It's that feeling if you think about it, but now it's wrapped around something that, you know, are sports meaningful? Yes. I, I grew up playing sports, but I mean, this is your life. This is your, this is your health. This is your, this is your relationships with family. This is your relationships with loved ones. This is your relationships with, you know, work and career and, and, and things that you're pushing for in life. So, you know, it's something to really obviously, you know, take seriously. So, and Brent, I loved your shares about, you know, um, going at your terms and being okay with, you know, being you, you know, I think, um, you know, and I fell into this trap, Heather, too, you know, being trained in Western nutrition, and, you know, we kind of have what, it, what do we call it? It's um, the writing factor. Is that what it's called? The, the writing or something like it, it's basically like, you're like the authority, right? Like you've learned this. And we see this from a lot of doctors. And I'm sure some of you have gotten this. And some of us give all of our all of our power up to these doctors, right? And rightfully so. I mean, okay, you went to school, you memorized some shit in a book and, and you memorized it enough that you could pass the test. Does that make you the best thing on the face of this planet because you wear a white robe now? No. However, there's amazing ones out there. So this isn't to trash allopathic medicine or anything to that nature. I think we have to come to a point where we have to learn that one really does help each other, you know? And it's, it's that. But I love that, Brent, about that you can... You can be in your own power and, and you've, you don't care what somebody else thinks. And you know why? It's your life. And that's a pretty cool thing to kind of sit in. Um, you know, I was lost for years trying to pretend to be something else that I wasn't because I thought somebody else needed to see it. Um, it's a shitty place to be. Let me just tell you, uh, many of you have probably experienced it. It just, we fall into that, right? We're people pleasers. We do these things. We, we, we have situations in life. And so kudos to you for doing that. So that's what I think about those shares. Heather. Sorry, that's a long-winded answer, but you know me. That's okay. Minute now we're good for that. All right. I have a question for you yeah. that I think, I think our community can benefit from. Okay. I think there's two terms that we use a lot in the community that could use some clarification. Okay. Like when I was talking to Brent, we were talking about culprits, mm -hmm. right? And Brent started to allude to some of the other things like energy levels and things of that nature. And I think we just need to help the community to be more mindful of what we're talking about when we say culprits. So what do you have for advice around understanding that and listening to our bodies to identify what those things are? Mm, that's a great question. Um, there's I a lot of, the, no, the, the, here's the thing. The, the, that's a big question. It is a big um, question. And there's a lot of information that can be shared, but let's try to sum it up like this. I would consider a culprit Anything that goes into my body that's not serving a purpose for my ultimate goal in life, which is longevity and not longevity in the way that we proclaim like, oh, our average lifespan is whatever. No, 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 no. Your average lifespan might be 90, but the last 20 plus years of someone's life is usually spending their entire savings on healthcare. <laughs> so a culprit to me is anything that's damaging my mitochondria, which are my, my energy producing 
molecules and cells that are inside every single cell in my body, right? Like I'm damaging those if I'm eating excessive amounts of sugar. I'm damaging those if I'm eating some of these very volatile sugar alcohols. And are there some that are safe? Yes, there are. Um, and, you know, Heather, you and I have a plan that once school is done and I can free up a little bit of sliver, um, we're, we got a good plan that we're going we're gonna to up-level this to a whole new stratosphere. Uh, and we're going to put out a lot of cool stuff. And I'm going to do more stuff around foods and foods that can literally, like, be an antioxidant to only your mitochondria. Um, yes, there are such a thing. Like we're going to get into some cool stuff. Okay. But culprits think of, think of a culprit, like look at a food. Okay. And go, if I eat this, is this going to serve my ultimate goal and my ultimate purpose? And then you have a choice, right? So that's one way to look at a culprit. Um, that's how I view food. Okay. So food to me is, you know, life. Like that's how I relate to food, you know? Now, another thing that a culprit can be is we get to this beautiful thing called baseline. And I think to talk about culprits, we have to understand baseline. That so was what the, the other, hell do- That was like, the other one I wanted you to define. Yeah, like, 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 okay. So that's a word that can be thrown out like uh, insulin, right? Like insulin's everywhere. And, and is it important? Hell yeah. But if it's used in the wrong context, like, it can get kind of confusing, right? So what is, what is baseline? Baseline is, you know, our, we're human beings. Every single one of us is human. I don't care what job you do, what life you do. If you're an athlete, if you're not an athlete, it doesn't matter. You're a human being. Okay. And you're made up of a hundred trillion little circles. Uh, and those things are called cells. And, you know, those cells need certain things. And over the years, we have um, fallen off track. We have become bombarded with Tons. I mean, I, when I say tons, I mean literally tons of pesticides, herbicides, pollutants. Um, you know, we have, I'll give you an example. If you drink wine, you have 33 known pesticides that are approved by the FDA that are allowed in your wine. Is it really worth the CoQ10? I don't know. You make a choice. Is that a culprit? It would be for me. Um, you know what I mean? Because it serves no purpose, right? So baseline is let's give the body a chance to literally calm down because Heather, people are in trouble today. Um, you know, 50%, listen to this statistic, 50% of normal weight people, that means that you're not considered obese or overweight, 50% of normal weight people are not metabolically flexible. 50%. 88% of overweight or obese people are not metabolically flexible. And why is that such a big deal when it comes to baseline? Because if you're not metabolically flexible, what does that mean, for instance? That means that when glucose is present inside the body, sugar, you, your body is going to utilize that glucose, right? Your body is, is amazing. I mean, your body is so fascinating. It can literally take matter and convert it to energy. And we get that in only two ways, whether it's glucose or fatty acids, which are then broken down and converted into ketones. That's when we talk about ketones, it's really fatty acids that we're really kind of focused on, okay? Because ketones are the byproduct from the liver and well, that's another topic. Um, so baseline is allowing your body to just woosa in the simplest form. You're going to regulate your hormones. You're going to, you're going to, you're, you have hunger hormones like ghrelin and serotonin. We're going to regulate those. We're going to regulate the most important aspect that you could possibly focus on if long-term health is your ultimate goal, and that is your blood sugar levels. Mm -hmm. We are screwed up today as a whole. And, and I don't usually like to talk in majority, but unfortunately, statistically, the majority of the population is really pushing the line because our, we don't have control of our blood sugars. We don't have control of the most powerful hormone inside of our body called insulin. Right. And, and, and insulin has a way, you know, the simplest way to describe insulin is its job is to force energy inside of a cell. It's like the gatekeeper. Okay. It's supposed to open up with, you know, these, these, these molecules come to the top, you know, we're going to, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll get into that in one of our other videos. Okay. We'll, we'll explain the process, but let's just say molecules come to the top. It's a lock and key system. It's supposed to open up and boof, this energy floods in to the belly of the muscle and it's good. But unfortunately, over time, we've eaten too much sugar, we've clogged up our processes, 
we some of us are running around with what's called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease what like we've literally fattened up our livers so much that it can't actually detoxify and do its job so that's funny to me when people say oh my liver cleans me i'm like yeah, it should <laughs> it should um however <laughs> we got some problems so baseline is just allowing the body to reset right and when you get to this purest form and you're only putting in the rawest of food the most bioavailable food right like why are we eating meat are, are we are we are we pumping carnivore diet no no but meat high quality meat is one of the most bioavailable dense nutritional sources on the face of mother earth period exclamation mark you can fight it till the day you die but I'm, it's just the stats okay um liver is one of the most superpower foods on the face of the planet right like you got to understand these things so when you get to baseline you're only putting in the rawest of stuff and you've removed all of the culprits that are causing blood sugar imbalances like all of the added sugars the processed sugars the sodas the high fructose corn syrup the allul uh, the the xanthium gums the emulsifiers the fillers that are in food i mean guys the average american is eating 132 pounds of sugar and 154 pounds of flour in a course of a year. I just don't think you understand that that is poison to your body. Like there's, it's poison, it's legit poison. Like, I don't care how good it tastes on your lips. It is not good for the hips. Like it's just not right. I tell coaching clients a lot. I'm like a moment on the hips is not worth a lifetime. A moment on the lips is not worth a lifetime on the hips. Like it's just not, you know, um, but I get that we're addicted to it and I get that we crave it. And, you know, I think you have to understand Heather. there's, there's food scientists that are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. There's food tasting scientists that are, their job is to literally craft this this perfect, ultra palatable, ultra processed food that you can't stop eating, right? And our bodies are junk. So we get down to baseline and now we're in that purest form. And then when you go to introduce a food back in, and this could be broccoli, this could be asparagus, this could be a chocolate chip cookie, this could be ice cream, this could be cake, this could be anything, anything. You will feel the difference. And that feeling, Heather, this is where it gets a little crazy, right? Is it's like, well, what am I supposed to feel? I don't know. Some people feel lethargic. Some people feel tired. Some people wake up the next day if they maybe had a couple drinks and they just feel like death. And it's like a different kind of like death. Like you didn't feel in like your younger hangover days. It's like different, right? Um, yep. Maybe you ate a food and you started to break out in some hives or a rash. Maybe you ate a food and you get so gassy that like people are like, oh, oh. Uh, I used to I used to tell my daughter that 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 meant you were healthy. I was wrong. Um, that's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I agree. You never know where it's going to come up. Like I know I see it. In my Fitbit, my sleep has been impacted. The, the quality, like when I have my hard cider, as when I make that choice that I want to have a hard cider and I choose to have it because I can make that choice, yeah. I see the result in my Fitbit. Yeah. I see the result. And I, I, you know, yeah, no, I think it's just the balance. We have to learn the balance, right, Heather? Like you learn, like you, you, you send me messages and stuff and you send me your things and, you know, when I can get to them, I'll get to them and stuff. And, you know, you know how it goes. Um, but, you know, you're, you're aware and it's just tracking, you know, and you've been doing this for a while. So those of you that are just starting, you know, give yourself a little grace. I, I want to throw that in there too. Um, you know, here's what I will say though, Heather, I would highly recommend people not to just flood back into just jumping back into food. And I, go ahead. And I agree with that too. Referring back to the post I was talking about with Brent, some people are not going to hit that baseline, that sweet spot in those 11 days. So if Listen, you I, really yeah, don't. Let's just, 
let me just be real people majority of people majority of you are not producing the ketones you think you are i'm just going to come out and tell you this okay majority of people are going to take four to six weeks of really sticking to a, a good regimen to actually get to that state and i, I want in yeah three months now also i want to caveat that with this too the goal is not ketosis the goal is not ketosis. It is not ketosis. That is something that we've gotten wrong and science has now evolved and has proven to be not true. Ketones are, are a super fuel, but they are not the super fuel that we once thought that they were. Just because you're in ketosis does not mean that you're a fat burning machine. Okay. So, so ketones are important because they play a role in providing the body essential forms of energy. And believe it or not, if you were metabolically flexible, meaning that you could easily switch, but once your body runs out of glucose, which doesn't take a long time, okay? And, and it's about seven hours in comparison, right? Once you run out of glucose, you should immediately be able to flip over to fat utilization, which is what's called brown fat. This is what we want the most of brown fat, right? Versus the, the inner organ fat. The white right? and beige fat. We are getting rid of dangerous, dangerous fat, right? So, so if you were metabolically flexible, you'd be able to switch. So if you're, let's say that you were, you were pumping out ketones, you were hardcore ketone, you were strict, 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 strict. Come to find out 30%, only 30% of the energy from ketones would actually be utilized by the body. What people don't realize is that your body, without ingesting any glucose whatsoever, can actually produce its own glucose. It can make its own glucose from protein. It can make its own glucose from fats. Your body is so amazing, right? And, it's so amazing. And for you non-science people that want normal people books to read on this, because I am not a science nerd who's doing the research, I have just been listening to a book that has been talking about everything you and I are talking about right now called The End of Craving yeah. Um, by Mark Skep. Uh, I'll, I'll put a screenshot of it. I can't pronounce this last name. I'll put a screenshot of it in the community mm. because it's talking about ourselves needing to identify real food and getting to baseline is taking out the artificial sugars and the artificial fats. I am learning now yeah. about artificial fats as well. So what I have learned is that you consume food and you, your body responds to the calories. So when you eat a fake food that has zero calories, right? Everyone wants all the zero calorie food. You end up eating more because your body was looking for those calories to begin with. Yeah. You know, it's funny you said that because there's actually, there, there's studies, like, like there's so many of these studies and, and one of the studies I forgot, but I can, I can go back and cite it, but it's a study where they literally took people uh, double blind placebo, which is the, the high grade of how you want to do these things. Um, and they, they put two groups and it was basically one group had access to, um, you know, high quality nutrient dense foods. The other group had access to ultra processed, basically the American diet, like, like what I watched everybody outside the job site today eating lunch, like like hoagies and pizza and, and sauces and, and all that stuff, right? And they gave them, you know, here was, here was the study. You could literally eat as much as you want mm -hmm. anytime you wanted. That was the study. Yeah. And, and the groups had the access. And the group that actually had the ultra processed, highly palatable potato chips, cookies, ring dings, dinkies, whatever the hell's out there, all that kind of stuff, right? They actually consumed 500 more calories per day than the people who ate whole foods, real whole foods, like, like, like things that don't need like barcodes and boxes, you know what I mean? Like real food that, that like that, like comes from the earth, comes from the sea, you know what I mean? Like a pasture. That's like a animal, yeah food like like that i just i feel like I, I feel the need to define that these days um 500 more calories so it's pretty crazy so yeah you know i would say another book that people can really look at um that you know has been amazing for me um is by dr stephen gundry and dr gundry um he's a world-renowned cardio cardiologist 
Uh, he he did so many things as a cardiologist. Unlocking the then, keto code. Yeah, unlocking the keto code. Um, that is a book week. that I would that, that that I would highly recommend that everybody read. Do not let the title fool you. Um, it has nothing to do with keto. It act he he goes in to explain where we got keto wrong, the the origins of it. There's amazing. Uh, publication and, and citation in there and research that people can find. And really the name of the game guys is feed the mitochondria, allow them to function properly and regulate your blood sugars. I mean, those two are the name of the game. And it's those not two are the name. We are doing that. Yeah. In a very good way. You know, it's, it's funny because the more that I kind of like rip open everything and the more that I look, I'm like, do we need to add anything to this? Like, can somebody benefit from something else? Like, I always want to make sure that, you know, we're giving the most value. And I'm perfectly okay with having to change course. Like, I'm a science guy. Like, if you can't be a science nerd, if you don't have an open mind, because my belief today could be disproven two years from now, and I might have to change course. Um, and we have to go with the flow. That's how things work in the world of, of research. The good news is the research today, there's so much done on food and the power of food and how much more powerful it is than any antibiotic or any drug that any company can ever make. I mean, I'm talking tenfold. The difference in lifestyle approaches, which is why functional medicine always goes for that first before you jump into the allopathic way of a prescription. And mind you, those are needed. There are life-saving drugs out there. Like, I don't want to bash that, that because we need that too. And, and, and there's even new research now with like, you know, diabetics and, and Alzheimer's and everything. Like, you know, it's, um, if you combine the two together, like the functional medicine approach with the allopathic approach, the results are just mind blowing. Right. And eventually those people wean down off of the non-natural way because their bodies start to respond because that's how amazing we are, you know? So that, so that's that. Um, I don't know if we fell off course with that, but I, I think it all still falls into understanding baseline, understanding the importance of it. Um, I do want to say when you jump back into foods, okay? Um, if I was to give you a day of my life, I think a lot of you would be surprised. Um, I live the keto code way. I live the shredder way. Like I eat it, I breathe it, I live it, cut me open. You'll find like ribeyes flying out of my veins. Like I live that. However, I think a lot of you are scared of some foods that can be really good for you too. And, and I just want to throw that out there. Um, the goal of the ER shred was for you not to be scared of vegetables. The goal of the ER shred was for you not to be scared of things like sauerkraut and olives and avocado and uh, sprouts and uh, raw pistachios and high quality nuts that don't have sugars and all kinds of crap added to it. Um, the goal is not to scare you from food. You do not have to eat a flab of steak every single night for the rest of your life to be healthy. Like that's, if you, if that's the message you got, you got the wrong message. Um, and I just wanted to clear that part up too. Um, there is nothing wrong with vegetables. In fact, you, you'd, you'd be silly not to try to bring them back in. The goal is, is to try to figure out which ones are for you. That's the importance of getting to baseline. That's the importance of pulling everything out at first is because you might find out that, for instance, when I eat broccoli, I get really bloated and really gassy. And so what's my hack? Because broccoli, man, that sucks because broccoli is so beneficial. I mean, there are so many studies about broccoli and the polyphenols and the chlorophyll and, you know, the, 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 the antioxidant agents and the cancer fighting agents in it. So what's my hack? Broccoli sprouts, even more scientific studies don't mess up my gut. And I did that through experimentation and through continuous learning, right? So you have to just keep plugging away. You have to keep trying foods. You have to, you know, give yourself the time but bring them back in slowly, especially as you come out of, you know, shredding. And, and mind you, I think some of you, you should do this four five, six times in a row before you even think about it yeah. because of where you're at, because right. of where you're at in your journey, right? Some of you might only need this once or twice, and then you start to bring back in some other stuff and play around with it. Some of you might do that and then need to come back 
right. guys, this is not a one trick pony. This is not a one shot, you know, rodeo. Like, like this is a journey. This is a life mission every day that, that you kind of like take on. Right. And it gets easier and easier and easier as you go. And I think you see on your journey, you know, we're trying to get our bodies to be metabolically flexible. We have to be flexible and hear our body on that 100%. journey as well. 100%. And I think too, you know, the playful energy of the community, we need to incorporate that into our foods. I remember like you and I talked when I was starting to add things back in and I do, I do add more vegetables in now than I think people realize I eat as well. Um, but don't be afraid to play with it. Yeah. Okay. Take the playful energy you take from our community and put it to your plate. Just be mindful to go slow because your yeah. blueprint's going to happen. And then you know what? Something might shift again in your body where 100%. you need to go back to that reset and maybe that food doesn't agree with you anymore. So continue to be mindful. Continue yeah. to hear your body because it's always changing. It's always it's so, it's so powerful. I mean, you brought up a good point. You you could go on vacation and catch a parasite. You could go on somewhere and you could you could be exposed to more mercury or mold that you weren't aware of. You know, there's stuff hidden in buildings. You could rent an Airbnb and get exposed to mold. You could have mold growing in your house and don't even know it. I mean, environmental toxins are huge. Um, you know, again, these are all little clips, Heather, that we're going to put yeah. out for people that's going to touch on all the, I mean, we have literally hundreds that we can go into of five or 10 minute little things to just kind of educate people. It can be like your cliff notes version. Like I'll spend the hours and hours and hours and hours like investigating and listening and diving through research. And then I'll give you the cliff notes versions. How's that? I think it's a fair, pretty fair trade. Um, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta pay attention and realize like, you know, I've been doing this for 20 plus years and I've tried all different ways, right? And this way is, is hands down, in my opinion, the easiest, the simplest, the most sustainable, which is so key, which is so key. We need to make it sustainable. It can't get boring for people. It can't be just this hardcore strict thing because that's not sustainable, right? Like, like we've already learned that lesson when people tried to do keto, like, uh, come on, like, geez, like, come on, um, right? So, so we got to make it sustainable, but you've got to really pay attention. And, and even now, Heather, you know, doing this forever, you know, metabolically flexible, my resting insulin is a five, which is, I'm really proud of that. Okay. Um, if you don't know your resting insulin number, which I guarantee 99.9% .9 of people do not know because it doesn't come back on a test. It's one it is, if there is any test in the world that I would like beg my doctor to do, it would be a resting insulin number test because that number can literally dictate your fate. It's that powerful. And we'll just leave it there. Um, and I know Susan feels the same way. Um, so that's such an important thing. Um, but yeah, you know, learn because I can feel like, oh, wow, I feel sluggish today. And sometimes people go, they do it in your blood work, Sarah. Um, you can just ask for it in a regular blood panel for whatever reason. They're not taught it in medical school. They don't do it. Um, we're, we're fighting in functional medicine to change. But you guys have to understand that even with all the proof in the world and you bring proof to concept and prove it in humans, <laughs> this is so sad. It takes 17 years to find itself in the medical literature. <laughs> what? which is why podcast and free information and the internet is so powerful today is because we have all this access. So, but just, you know, no one to test your body, feel it out. And, and yeah, absolutely. Heather, I, I totally agree with you. Um, it's really important and be able to pull it back. You know, that, that comes back to flexible, right? Like be, okay. Crystal shared this with me, be steadfast in your goals, but flexible in the way that you get there. Be steadfast in your goals, but flexible in the way that you get there. That's a great piece of advice. Absolutely. And on that note, I am going to go back to our gallery because I think we all had so much information to absorb at that point. I want to once again, thank Cindy and Brent for their shares and Jesse always showing up with the information. We appreciate you guys. I will be covering again next Wednesday. So tomorrow night is the Shredder's Way. Next Tuesday, Jesse is back for the Shred Your Body call. Has a great guest lined up for next week. 
Um, and then it's going to be like firecrackers, like no joke. Like it's going to like, oh, I know. I'm going to, I have so much energy because it's, I'm, I really miss this call. Like, it's like my baby and I miss it so much. Um, it's the biggest and joy. I love, <laughs> I love being able to hold space for people to share their stories. Like I need you to tag your team, let people know the guest that I have coming on is he might have more energy than I do right now, which I I'm like, what? Like, I don't even know if that's possible, but I think he might. So like we eight o'clock next Tuesday, like, please be there. Live in the ER shred community. And then I believe Bob Sivright will be back next Thursday with his business call. So thank you guys. And I hope you all have a fantastic night. Thank you, Heather.